Steve, tonight we're going to podcast. You know how I know? Because it's Sunday, and Sunday's the night we podcast. Conditions are perfect. The guest is here. There's nothing good on TV. Conditions are perfect. (laughs) It's podcast. It's podcast time. Podcast hours are over, baby. <laughs> Some flat of the concourse for you. Yeah, that's probably our worst intro. <laughs> that was definitely Don't Stop Me Now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How's it going, Steve? Oh, it's good. It's good. Um, I guess excited. hello and welcome to Hello the and welcome to the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Steve. And this is Gonzo. Gonzo. How you doing? Good, good. Um, we've got one week left of school. The kids are excited um, for summertime. And me too. I just like, we had a wet, kind of snowy April. May, it's taken its time and we had a rainy, wet May. So it's like, I'm ready for hot weather and to like, get out, pickleball, tennis, all that stuff. Yeah, so. all the outside things. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this time of year. And we talk about this a lot where it's like, I'm always ready for spring, and this is like the longest winter ever. Right? And, and it's so. almost like no spring. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. spring got swallowed by by uh, winter. Yep. But, uh, yeah. It's the and most wonderful time of the year. I got one thing. So I, uh, I treated myself. I got myself a brand new Switch and the new Zelda game. So... No one bugged Is that me. why you look like you haven't been sleeping for like four days? <laughs> no, I got it today. <laughs> Talk to me in four days. <laughs> I'm going to miss work on Monday. It's just going to be tears of the kingdom. I can't come in, boss. I got the black lung. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You excited? I, I am. Uh, Amelia was already like, uh, as soon as they came home with it, we're like, oh my gosh. I'm like, this is daddy's switch. You, the old one is all you guys. You guys can bust it up, whatever. Um, this one's dad's switch only. Nice. So that's that. that's the big news for me. <laughs> that's big news. Uh, I don't have much. I My kids did their very first lemonade stand today. It's like I had a lot of stuff I wanted to do. The entrepreneurial blood. Yeah, but I'm, they did like something at school where like they had like some raptor cash or whatever, raptor bucks. Yeah. And... Uh, they like they taught him about like hey you can have businesses and sell stuff and so Wesley was like I want to sell stickers and Callie's like let's do lemonade and so they had they made twenty bucks today fifty cents each like they just how was the lemonade I made it so it was delicious oh, okay because I remember forever every time I saw a kid with a I always have some quarters in my uh, in my like center console of the car whenever I saw a kid with lemonades then I was like okay I'm gonna like give him a buck or whatever. But every time, like, eventually I always just dump the lemonade. Because it's like, (laughs) sometimes it's thick. It's like Uh, almost like syrupy, so much sugar in it. No, I made it. I followed the instructions and I made it. It was good. I had to tell the kids, like, hey, if you drink that all, you won't have anything to sell. And so it was actually really fun to watch because we've talked a lot about, like, hey, how to interact and what you should do and how to, you know, Wesley's like, I'm going to sell these stickers for five bucks. I'm like, I'm not going to tell you not to, but you might not sell very many. It's like, let's try to create some supply and demand stuff here. And so 50 cents worked. He What's sold, your sticker market? <laughs> he sold 10 stickers. So he made like five bucks. And he was like, he was on cloud nine. 
And then I was just doing yard work the whole time, but just listening to them every time anyone stopped, thank you so much. Have a great day. Like just, it was really fun to watch them because it was all them. Yeah. And, uh, so it's cool. It's cool watching your kids get older and just the things that they get excited about. And I'm glad people actually stopped because part of me was like, I hope, I hope they get at least one sale so they don't hate this for forever. Yeah. But they got like that taste of like, oh, we have actual real money. Like so I can actually go buy something like. now. Yeah. <laughs> so it was fun. It was just a regular fun day. That's you know? fun. All right, cool. So um, who do we got on tonight? We have Bowen Harris. And I'm excited. I, I, he's been a good friend. I haven't talked to him for years and years and years. And he, he's a listener of the podcast. He reached out. Uh, he kind of wanted to be on, kind of wasn't sure. Finally, he was like, I'm going to be in town. Let's do it. And so we actually got him to, he's going to be here in person. Love it. So, I can't wait. Yeah. Good friend too. I'm, I'm excited to see him. Yeah. So here's our episode with Bowen. Enjoy. Mr. Bowen Harris, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me here. <laughs> so happy to see you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I, I will say I was, when you guys first reached out, I was like, mm, I don't know if I've got anything to say or anything that's that exciting in my life. But uh, So I was a little apprehensive to respond to join, but I'm excited to be here. My be favorite fun. email was when you responded and said, you know what? I decided I do want to do this. <laughs> Yes. I, I, I think Success. Was, I think it was more guilt that I, I like. I listened to everybody else's podcast episodes, and I'm like, oh, that's a cool story, and and then I'm like, ah, I might as well get on. Keep this good thing going because it's been fun. That's awesome. Thank you for coming over in person from Idaho. I know. Yeah, I drove down all all day just for this. Yep. Um, the drive back is gonna be uh, brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it will be. It actually will be because uh, uh, we'll be drive back tomorrow at some point, and uh, after a long bike ride, it's, it's not gonna be too fun, I don't think. So you're why... driving too? I guess cruise control. Uh, yeah, cruise stretch control. out your legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as I don't have to pedal at that point. Why are you? Why are you here in Saratoga Springs? The main reason we're down here in Salt Lake today, this weekend, is. Uh, Came down to do a bike ride, the ride with ride with angels. I convinced my my dad, and my sister, and my cousin to join me on it, and I couldn't back out at this point. So nice. I'm gonna go suffer tomorrow. Yeah, on my bike ride. Good for you. It's <laughs> gonna be an, a beautiful day to ride. It will be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the weather looks good. Um, I wish the air wasn't so hazy, but we'll blame that blame that on the Canadians. Um, sure, it's gotta be. <laughs> it, it is. There's some big fires up in Canada right now. Mm. So. Is it even worse in Boise? Or where, where it was, you, yeah. You so, live in Boise? No, no. So we're in Burley. Okay. Yeah, so we're, we're in uh, in Burley. Um, but it was, yeah, actually, um, it, like, it was pretty hazy when we left Burley. Canadians. And then even even northern Utah was way worse than uh, than it is down here in the in Salt Lake County. And the inversion is protecting us from outside pollution. <laughs> maybe. Maybe <laughs> that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Well, why don't you uh, just catch us up? Like, what have you been up to the last 20 years or so since high school? Oh, since high school. Um, so, right after high school, um, I started working. I started working as a, as a CNA. I took a, a, a job as a, a CNA uh, right after high school. Worked there until I left on my mission. Um, I served a mission uh, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in New York, uh, Spanish-speaking. Guns bueno. don't, don't test me. It's it's been a while. Bueno. <laughs> um, from there, I uh, re- returned. Um, immediately started working for uh, Intermountain Healthcare. Uh, well, actually, now Intermountain Health, but uh, 
I started working for them uh, as a CNA, um, went to nursing school, I graduated nursing school and worked in the emergency department at LDS Hospital uh, for probably, well between the time of uh, being a CNA and a nurse, probably spent about nine years there. From there, I uh, took on a management job at Intermountain Medical Center where I managed the uh, surgical trauma floor um, and then decided that uh, our, me and my family, we would decide to bail out of Utah and go try rural health care, which is something that I've always wanted to do. Uh, I thought I'd do rural health care as a, as a nurse a nurse practitioner, uh, but I ended up taking a different path in my career um, and moved more into the administrative business side of healthcare. Um, and so I went and took the nurse administrator job at Casual Regional Hospital, which is in Burley, uh, Idaho. It's ran by Intermountain, but I always laugh because I went from uh, the largest facility that Intermountain had, uh, managing a floor that had more beds on my one floor at uh, Intermountain Medical Center to one of Intermountain Healthcare's um, smallest facilities where I have 25 beds that uh, I oversee but manage four or five different departments and have um, nurse managers underneath me that, that are running those departments. So it's always funny because I, I went from one extreme to the, to the other. Well, luckily, only about 25 people live in Burley. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about right. <laughs> Correction, that's 25. 25,000 people in the Burley, Minicasia area. Oh, I missed that Yeah, one. but no, but 25, you're right. <laughs> Pretty close. Um, so yeah, so uh, when I got home from my mission, spent maybe two years being single, uh, doing the single life uh, type thing, but I met my amazing wife, uh, Jamie, um, who was a Brighton graduate, so please please forgive me for that. But she, uh, she she's a Brighton graduate. Um, bangles. Those right, those bangles. Um, got married. Um, she's also a nurse. Now, we didn't meet at work, and it is not like Grey's Anatomy whatsoever. We met through the singles ward, um, so nothing too too crazy there. <laughs> and that, that singles ward is full of nurses and lawyers. And That's right. CPAs. That's not a nice singles ward. That was a good, good solid singles ward. A lot of, lot of, lot of youth, young guys with, with great potential. So... <laughs> So uh, yeah, got, we got married. Um, we both decided that uh, we would uh, hold off on the kid thing until uh, until we both graduated um, with our with our degrees. Um, she was she was pretty adamant that she absolutely wanted to have a high school. I mean, not a high school degree. She she has a high school. degree. Wait, when did you meet her? <laughs> uh, but she she was pretty adamant that she wanted to college. She was a junior. <laughs> That's right. That uh, uh, she wanted. She was pretty adamant. She wanted that college degree before we started having kids. Uh, so we, we started having kids a little bit late. So we've got um, Coleman, uh, who is just a ball of energy and a spitfire, and puts me through my paces. He's our nine year old, and then we have uh, Sawyer who's our seven-year-old, and then uh, Dalton, who I would say has got some serious mama problems, and he's our five-year-old, so hopefully he grows out of that. Yeah, <laughs> like as in he loves his mom so much? or Yeah, as in he, like loves his, yeah, he, lo he loves his mama so much, and he is very much attached to her at the hip, and he anything he can do to please please her is what he wants to do, so he's a, he's a great kid. Sawyer, Sawyer's quiet and uh, just a funny kid. He's a goofball. Um, and uh, but yeah, three three great boys. Awesome. So yeah. Do you? How long ago did you move to? Do you live in Burley? Yeah. Well, oh. so actually, we live in Rupert. Okay. Um, and Rupert. Rupert. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you know anything about that part of Idaho. Rupert's in Minidoka County. 
Burley's in Cache County, and there's this really wide, deep river that runs between the two areas, and it's called the Snake River. And, you know, you don't cross that river. Unfortunately, I didn't know that when I moved up. So we bought a house in Rupert, and I work in Burley. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's you got to choose your allegiances at times. So you don't there. cross the river because of, like, the people from... Rupert hate the people from Bailey uh, and no, absolutely yeah the people in Rupert no it's not that bad no <laughs> it's you not know, like some, Springfield and Shelbyville yeah it's not it's, <laughs> it's not like the Hatfields and McCoys yeah but it's it's kind of funny the 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 two counties the, the two counties and the two cities there's a lot of pride in the in the two areas um, and the the two high schools Burley High and and Minidoka High School um, they're great rivals and I'd say it's kind of like BYU Utah. At a smaller level, um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of um, pride in the two communities, and um, when you work in, uh, when you live in Rupert, and then somebody finds out that you work in Burley, they're like, well, where are your allegiances? And you have to answer that question. Luckily, uh, we get to play kind of both sides of the fence because uh, working for Kaja and being in Burley, we're we're a big supporter of uh, of the high school over there, but uh, living in Rupert, our kids will probably eventually go to the high school in Rupert and, yeah. and uh, at that point we'll probably have to draw a little bit deeper of a, a line in the sand but our sister-in-law is from Rupert oh really so Natalie and I have made out at like that old Rupert jail in the car is the best <laughs> you know you mean the one, the one that was right by the water tower <laughs> I don't know all I know is we made out okay <laughs> That's what I remember in Rupert. Uh, excellent, excellent. So who's your who's your uh, sister-in-law? Mary the Fennels. The Fennels. They're they're like super tall. Her brothers are all like like six seven. I don't know any Fennels. Bright yet. red hair. Oh, see if I yeah they probably stand out, but I have, yes. I don't know if I've met them yet. So you must have seen them at the store. I'll keep my eye out for him. Maybe yeah. maybe at the rodeo. Yeah, there you go. it was definitely. Tell him like, Steve says hi, and they'll be like, okay. "Who the, is Steve?" <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy that made out by the by the jail. Yeah. Oh, that guy. There's pictures. Everybody in town knows that. <laughs> uh, Bowen, so Kat, tell us a little bit about how you saw yourself in high school. Tell us about <sighs> teenage Bowen. <laughs> Man, I'm. I, I knew this question was coming, and I've kind of thought about it. And I and honestly, I don't I don't know how to answer that question. I I think I mean I I would and I th- I think we we've heard this answer a couple of times in the podcast of you know I was like I was just somebody that was there. Um, and I and I think that's kind of how I would how I picture picture myself is you know I I had a group of a group of friends that I was super super close to um, AJ Putnam being one of them. I mean we. I think we probably hung out every weekend, if not pretty much close to every weekend. But then we had like the larger group of of people that we hung out with, and, and you guys were part of that. And you know, I, I figure I, I kind of view myself as I was one of those kids that was just there. I mean, I was I was part of the group, um, and and I kind of could flow between multiple groups, um, and and interact with a bunch of bunch of people. But I wouldn't say that I was any I wasn't very sporty, to be honest. Um, I, I loved rock climbing, I loved fishing, I loved hiking and those type of things, but never played any major sports. Um, I would say I was kind of a workaholic since basically 14, well, I think I got my first real job at, uh, at 14 years of age um, when I started being a janitor at the elementary school. Um, after school, going to Eastmont, I'd, I'd walk from Eastmont to Edgemont and I'd spend 
two, three hours cleaning Edgemont and then go home. <laughs> and so I, I'd say I was a little bit of a workaholic. I've, I've always had a job, um, especially from 14 on. And uh, I spent a lot of time, I think, working. When, and, I, and I do regret that a little bit. I wish I would have. Why were you working so much? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> um, I wanted money for a Nintendo sixty four. Like, no, I was I was not a Nintendo guy. In fact, I'm, GameCube. I am <laughs> <I'm> horrible. <laughs> I am horrible at those things. Um, no, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, I, I enjoyed like, working. Did your parents push you into working, or like not push you into it, but like did they encourage you? Like, hey, you should get a job, or you just yeah, my, wanted a job. My father was money? a slave driver. No. <laughs> Um, no, uh, no. I, I mean, my, my parents encouraged us to work. I think every single one of my siblings, we had um, a job um, in high school. Every single one of my my siblings had had jobs in in high school. I just think that you know, I started super early, and I tried to pick up as many shifts and as many hours as I as I could. I liked saving money, um, so I I saved a lot in high school. And in fact, I. I I was able to, because of my working in through high school, I was able to pay for um, all of my mission, and then I still had uh, money when I came back to be able to kind of start my life and get into co- into college and and uh, and start that off right. And so I just I don't know. I, I honestly know. I mean, my, my parents. I mean, I think they they encouraged it. Did they say I had to work? No. I mean, I I could have could have just skated by and not, not done that um, or, or been involved more in sports or, or more at school activities, but it's just kind of been in my blood. Hmm. So, so working a bunch, what were the things that you were into? What, like hanging out with AJ, fishing? <laughs> hey, <laughs> hanging out. What was important to you? Yeah. Um, I, I would say hanging out with friends. Like, and I, like I said, when I, when I say working, I mean, I had a great job in high school. I worked at, at Canyon View Cleaners. Um, I don't even know if it's still there. That was the the dry clean right next to the DI. Is it still there? I don't. I, I should so. know. I, I drive know. To, I, every single time I come into town. I, I take. I, I hit that intersection heading to my parents' house. Um, but I like. I had a great job. So like, I'd go to. I'd go to work um, right after high. Right after right after school, and then by nine o'clock, eight o'clock, I think on on most nights, I was closed. It was closed, and I was off being able to do whatever I wanted. Yeah. Um, so I think hanging out with friends was important. I, I loved hiking, went, went hiking a ton. Fishing was, was always something that I really enjoyed, fly fishing. So I, I, I went fishing a few times and probably often with Sway. Um, rock climbing, I mean, I, I more dabbled in that um, in high school. I know there was a bunch of guys that were, were really interested in that. You know, like Scott and Ray. Scott, Scott and Ray, Ray. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and then Sway got into it at one point for, for a while. Um, and we used to go and, and do the Little Cottonwood Canyon bouldering and, and do that part of and stuff. So, so that was something I, w- I like to do. Um, camping was always fun and, uh, and doing, doing those type of things. But yeah, more, more or less just you know, doing things that probably would have gotten us arrested, would get us arrested or get high school kids arrested these days is, is what I, I enjoy doing. <laughs> Kids these days. Kids, kids these days. They don't. They don't know what, what's the so thing fun is. About they it. just document everything they do. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We had no way to document it. We just had to. We just had to tell the story, and everybody had to believe it because there was no video evidence of of it. You just gotta remember us. <laughs> or, or if there was, you had to take the video camera, develop the film, yep. <laughs> and then find a VHS player that would play. <laughs> Dust off those old 
tapes. That's right. What were, uh, so like, how did you like see yourself? I mean, you're saying, yeah, I was just the kid that was there. Were you like happy with yourself? Did you feel like confident? Did you feel like, like content? Like, I don't know. It's Yeah. I mean, I, I loved high school. Um, I'll be honest. I, 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 I hated middle school. Middle school was rough. I think I think most people would probably say middle school was was some rough years. I think we were all out there to kill each other. It was like Lord of the Flies type <laughs> right. crap. <laughs> um, but then, but, but by the time high school came around, I think we all wised up and and uh, you know um, we may not have always hung out or done things together, but you know you could be you and and that was okay. But but so I, I would say middle school was rough. But high school, I loved. I I, I loved high school. I think back fondly on our, our years at Jordan. I mean, I think it was a, a great time where, you know, groups of people got together, hung out, did fun things, and and people were were welcoming and, and inviting. Um, and so, no, I, I loved high school. Um, and so I was, I was content. I mean, um, in high school, I would say, yeah, I was absolutely content. Um, looking back at my high school years now, like that I've been out of high school and I've been able to be like, man, I wish I would have done that, or man, I wish I would have, you know, taken taken the risk and and um, been willing to accept failure. Um, I think that's probably what held me back from from doing certain certain things, like uh, being more involved in like sports or different groups is is kind of a fear of failure, and that's something that I still I think I still struggle with at times. I'm just like, man, I don't want to put myself out there on the ri- on on the limb because of what what may happen, <laughs> um, yeah. but you got to take those risks, and, I, and I'm getting better at that as as life goes on. But uh, but yeah, during high school, absolutely content. I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. Um, I never felt uh, like I was an outsider with any group at Jordan. But I, I'd say that I didn't. I, I would say that there was a group of guys that I was really close with, and then um, we just fit in and and piecemealed ourselves into other groups and stuff like that. How do you see yourself today? How have you, how have you changed? <laughs> I like to say I'm a nice guy. Cool dad. Cool dad. Really? No, actually, I, I don't know. I, 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 man, I have to ask my kids. I think I think at times I'm a cool dad. Um, at other times, I'm like, man, I got to check myself. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I, I wish we would have had a girl. I think that might have helped us. There's still um, time. No, there's not. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, we've taken steps on that. You snip uh, snap, <laughs> snip snap. Yeah, okay. yeah. Good for you. <laughs> and that was on my wife's my wife's uh, request. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I, like I said, I, I I think I'm a cool dad, but I think at times, I mean, it, it's hard being a parent's tough. And man, do your boys like when you come home from work? Are your boys excited to see you? Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. no, yeah, my, my kids. They're my still kids, young enough. For their yeah, they're, they're they're still young enough that they're like, oh, dad's cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my nine year old's kind of getting to the point it's where he's like, there. he's 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 kind of questioning it. He's the last one to get off the couch to greet you when he get when yeah. you get home. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, the dog greets me first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but but yeah, no, um, no, my kids. I I think I think I'm a cool dad. We we do we do a lot of fun stuff. Um, how I see myself now, I, I mean, I, a nice guy. Uh, I, I mean, if I think anybody from work heard me, they'd be like, "Man, Bo, you're 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 tough." Um, yeah. Are you like? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, 
I mean, it's uh, is work still important? Like you said, like as a kid, it's like oh, it's work, work, work. Are you still like? It seems like career has been something important. You like moved into these positions in nursing. Yeah, has work and a career been important things to you still? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think growing a career is is important. I don't think it's everything. I mean, I I think if you would have asked me uh, five years ago. Um, I would have said, yeah, work work is is really important. It, it needs to be kind of one of those top priorities. Now nowadays, I'm just kind of like, you know what? I've climbed the ladder. Do I think where I want to be? <laughs> I don't know if I want to climb any lo- any further. I, I just kind of want to be able to say, you know, I, I I can provide a good life for my family. I strive to to provide uh, good care and 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 quality care to people. And uh, at the end of the day, I want to go home and. Tuck my kids at home in bed at night. I want to coach my kids' youth football teams and and basketball teams, and uh, go uh, go ride my bikes with my kids and go jump in the river. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I want to do. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I'm young enough that you know there could still be some growth potential and, and stuff where I may want to grow. Um, but right now, I I just want to be a good dad, hang out with my boys. Nice. That's awesome. Teach them. Are you, uh, you know, trying to crack into these uh, these uh, night tight knit groups in Idaho? These, these family groups, <laughs> the, 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 the three generation OGs that are that are up there. Um, you know, we are we we are like I don't know. I I I don't think we're gonna leave Idaho anytime soon. And so yeah, we're trying to kind of grow our roots and 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 plant our like kind of plant ourselves and grow our roots in, in that area. And I think it's important yeah. uh, to have close relationships with people. That, that's something that I think we've really come to recognize over the last two and a half years. I mean, being here, in, in the, when we, we lived here in the Salt Lake City area, um, we had family close by. Like, we, could, we, we had regular Sunday dinners at, at my parents' house or at my house or, or my sister's house. Like, we, we saw our family quite often. Going up to Idaho. Um, you went up like two and a half years ago? Yeah, we moved up in September 2020, which I don't recommend moving in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Even though the pandemic didn't exist the in Idaho. The next pandemic? Yeah, and Idaho. I'm not going to move. Yeah, the next, next <laughs> pandemic, don't move. Don't do a career change. But, uh, I mean, just moving up there. Um, I mean, it's not that we're that far, but, you know, we're not swinging down for Sunday dinners every week. Every right. Yeah, right. Um, and so you have to kind of put yourself out there and, and spread your wings and start to grow grow, uh, grow your tribe and and make connections to those people that are going to be able to help and support you. I mean, how was the how was the transition for like you and your wife and then how was it for your kids going to like a totally brand new place? Yeah. Um, Uproot. And... Great question. Great question. So when we first moved up there, we, we moved into a rental again in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, we had the we had the plan that we were going to we were going to build. And so we, we moved into a rental and tried to set up some roots there. That was really tough. A, because a because of the pandemic, right? Um, things were shut down. People weren't like, hey, yeah, come over to our house for Sunday dinner. Uh, <laughs> we never got that invite. And then uh, on top of that, just being in a rental in, in that type of a community, uh, people are like, yeah, you're not vested. It's a matter of time. Yeah, it's just a matter of time and you're going to be someplace else. And so uh, we, we struggled. I, I would honestly say... Probably the first nine months, we, 
we struggled and it was and it was tough and it was hard like the whole family or you and your wife like more um i would say kind of the whole family um yeah i mean i would i would say the whole family we were in, we were not in a great rental i mean i i owned a rental down here in salt lake and i tried to keep it up nice when we signed the lease on the place that we were up there i literally drove back home apologizing to my wife i oh, said wow. i'm i'm sorry i'm like I'm sorry I'm doing this to you and my kids. <laughs> like this is not ideal mm-hmm. for us. Because uh, we had a we had a beautiful little home in Murray, like lawn well kept, yard look was on point. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um I literally moved us into this rundown uh weed infested shack <laughs> that that I was just like I'm, I'm I'm sorry, but like there's just not a rental market up there. You either either own a house or or yeah, suffer with what's what's available, um, and so we we just we just struggled the first nine months to the point where we were literally just about ready to sign papers to uh, to to build something something. Uh, oh, the bank came back with ridiculous, like they're like, yeah, you can build this house. It's going to cost you seventy five dollars a square foot, and I'm just like, what am I building it with plywood? Like <laughs> that's nobody's building anything for seventy five dollars a square foot these days, um, and so we're just like, man, we can keep fighting with the bank or. We can we can start looking, and we were we were. I think I think we got that got that information back from the bank on a Monday, and we were just like, "What do we do? Like, we cannot stay in this place, this house." It wasn't that the the neighborhood was bad. It was just it just wasn't a great fit for us, and people weren't invested in 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 us or our even our our kids. I would say, and so we were we were struggling. We were supposed to come down to St. George. Um, that weekend and on Wednesday night, um, actually it was Wednesday day, uh, a house popped up on, on the market in a neighborhood that we had kind of been keeping our eyes on uh, for a while. And so uh, I, I saw it while I was at work and I'm just like, man, this is, a, this is a, like scrolling through the pictures. I'm like, this house is in, is, is in good shape. It's in a great neighborhood. Um, it's an area we want to be in. Um, and so I'm like, I'm just going to talk to Jamie when I get home. And I said, and so I, I got home that night from, from the hospital and I, um, we sat down, we ate dinner, got the boys sitting down watching some TV show or something. And, and I said, Hey, look, I want to show you this house. And she goes, I want to show you a house too. And I said, okay. And so she shows me her house. I said, well, that's the house I was going to show you. And she goes, she goes, I think we just need to go see it. And I'm like, okay, well, I know Stephanie, who is one of our, my colleagues at the hospital, um, I said, I know Stephanie lived in this neighborhood, so let me give Stephanie a call and let me see if uh, she knows who owns this house. And so I, I gave Stephanie a call and I said, hey, do you know who owns owns this house? And she's like, yep. Her cousin. No, no not that good. It would, it would, that would have been fantastic. It was. She, goes, she goes, no. She goes, I actually do. I, I do know who owns this house and they're, they're really good friends of ours. And I said, awesome. I said, they have an open house on Saturday but I'm supposed to be in St. George on Friday. And, and I said, so I gotta get into this house tonight. I need to go see it tonight. And she said, she's like, well, uh, she goes, let me give him a call and see what happens. And so she called her, she called um, the, the, the gal that owned the house up and she goes, hey, I've got a really good friend. He needs to come see your house. He's really interested in it, but he needs to come see it tonight. And she goes, that's super weird stuff because I totally felt that I needed to have the house ready for the showing, even though the open house isn't until Saturday. But I needed to have the house cleaned and, and tidy and, and ready for a showing. And she goes, let me call the realtor. And so she called the realtor. Being a small town, you know, things click real fast. 
Um, the realtor said, you know what, I'm actually just wrapping up another showing. I can meet him over the over the house in, in 30 minutes. And so we raced over, um, walked through this house, and it just felt like home. And so we're like, oh, okay. But the issue is we're under contract to build. <laughs> we've got the contractor that wants us to, to build, and are they going to let us out? And we've got this lot that we own. How are the finances going to work out? Um, and so we him hawed back and forth while we were in St. George. Um, another offer actually came in on the house, and they had a while we were in St. George, uh, they had accepted it on uh, Friday morning. The folks flew in um, Saturday morning um, to, from from California, and they drove the neighborhood. And luckily, I don't know if anybody knows anything about Southern Idaho. Um, they hate California. Yes. Well, they do. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, but no. Uh, so everyone's throwing eggs at their car. And they're like, Get out of here. No, but um, 10, 10 mile per hour winds is a slight breeze. Like that's just that's just normal. Um, and uh, the, luckily that day the winds was the winds were blowing, and it was probably blowing about twenty miles per hour. And they get out of their car, and they're like, "Nope, too windy." So they cancel their deal. And so our leader calls us and he goes, "You guys just got to make a decision." And I'm like, "Okay, you know what? Let's just go for it. Let's put an offer out contingent upon us being able to get out of our contract with the with the." Um, contractor and uh, let's let's do it and so we threw our offer in Friday night and they had an open house they were supposed to have an open house on Sunday uh, sorry on Saturday well me being me I'd be like well thanks for your offer but I'm gonna wait for my open house to see what other they offers canceled I can. their open house or they did this is it no they truly did they, nice. they just they just simply said you know we're gonna we're gonna accept this offer and we're gonna cancel the open house not knowing that we were the ones that walked through their house on Wednesday, they just they, they totally did. They canceled their open house and wow. and accepted our offer. And so, like within twenty four hours, we're under contract with this house. Um, with them knowing that we've got to get out of the contract with our with our with our general contractor that wants to build us a house. And so I called the general contractor and I said, "Hey, look, it's nothing about nothing against you guys. We want to build with you. We love you guys. You guys were have been fantastic to work with. It's just." the bank's not going to work out. Like, it's just the funds aren't, like, I can't, I'm not going to go sit and fight a bank for another two to three months to get them to come to senses that you can't build something for $75 a square foot. Um, and then they said, no, we understand. And they go, well, what house did you, did you end up going under contract with? And I told them, and they're like, well, that's in our neighborhood. That's in our ward. We'll just be more, we'll just be more members. Oh and so, um, yeah. So Wait, no bad blood. No, no, no bad blood. Honestly, they are, they are fantastic. We actually just did a renovation on our house and I said, look, you guys are kind of in, in to do it. And so they came in and did a, did a renovation on our house and, uh, and no, fantastic, fantastic family. I love it's Berkeley Orton construction. If anybody is ever building a house in Burley, Idaho, I recommend them. I'll give them a huge plug. Um, uh, Jared and, and uh, Berkeley are, are fantastic guys to work with. And, and, salt of the earth type individuals. I, I, my brother's a, a general contractor down in St. George. And when we were going through this, um, Berkeley, the, the guy that owns the company, he sat down and he actually showed us the books and, and said, okay, this is what it's gonna cost me to purchase your lumber. This is the markup. This is what it's gonna do this. This is the markup. And, and, he, and he showed me the books, like what it's gonna cost. And my brother's like, dude, if he's gonna do that to you, you build your house with him because I'm not gonna do that to you and you're my brother. He goes, I wouldn't show you my books. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay. Um, and so yeah, no, great, great folks. I'll give uh, I'll give the the Orns a huge a huge plug. So um, nice. fantastic. And so um, where was I going with that? Oh, how how we fit in? Um, so yeah, so so first nine months sucked. <laughs> it did. 
Um, but uh, we, uh, since moving to this house, I mean, it was just completely meant to be for our family. Great neighborhood. Kids finally started to make some good friends. My wife started to make some really, really great friendships and, and, and bonds. And and I've got some, some guys that I go biking with every once in a while. And, and so, yeah, just just really enjoy it. I, I still say my, my oldest struggles at times. He, he probably had the, had a, probably the hardest. Um, and so I think that's why, you know, if somebody's going to ask me, hey, are you going to go take another job? I'd weigh that decision really heavily. It'd have to be a pretty fantastic offer to say, I'm going to uproot my family again, and I'm going to do that to, to my boys again. It's, mm-hmm. it's not fun. And I did it when my kids were young. I mean, Coleman was seven at that time, and, and he struggled. And, and I think he still struggles a little bit to this day, um, being away from cousins and being away from family. Um, but he's made, he's made some really good friends and, and has some really good relationships and, and has gotten involved in some awesome groups that are up there. And, uh, but, yeah, I, that's why I think my, my ladder climbing days are over. I just want to, you know, do a good job, run a, run a, run a good hospital, and uh, be a good dad. Yeah. <clears throat> so, cool. What, um, what are your big lessons? What have you learned? I, w- I would say my, my biggest lesson I think I've learned through life, and, and again, I think it's one of the things I still struggle with it at times, is don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, uh, as, I've, as I've grown my career, um, I've even had to reach out to my own father at times and be like, hey, look at this job. Do you think it'd be awesome if I did it? And he's like, why are you asking me? You have a good job right now. If you want to do it, just go and do it. Like, what, what's the worst thing? They're going to tell you no? And then you just go back to doing what you're doing. And I'm like, well, you have a good point there. <laughs> see it that way. Oh, I've never thought about it that way. But if they tell me no, they told me no, and it's going to hurt. So I'm, I'm, I think it would be, A, put yourself out there, um, and, and don't be afraid to fail. Are there any specific times, like, besides calling your dad, like, that, that you think you put yourself out there and... Maybe oh, yeah. you did fail, and oh, you're yeah. like, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. Or yeah. I found this like, rental house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found this rental house that I... Yeah. Man, we moved into that place, and I didn't even recognize when we signed the lease. It didn't even have a microwave in the place. Hmm. There was no microwave. And so we get up there, and my mom's... We move in. My mom's my mom and dad are up there helping us move in. My mom's like, do you want me to make the boys some cheese roll-ups so they can have something to eat for lunch? I'm like, oh, yeah, they haven't eaten yet today. Yeah, the tortillas are here, and probably some cheese over there. And she's like, uh, where's your microwave? And I'm like, it's right. Where is our microwave? I'll be right back. (laughs) It's at Walmart. (laughs) Go drive 10 miles and and you'll get it. (laughs) Um, But uh, no, um, times I failed. Yeah, I I would say, I mean, I I failed multiple multiple times in job interviews. I I think I probably interviewed for three or four. nurse manager jobs before I, I landed the job that uh, that I got at Intermount Medical Center. Um, even even failing on a, uh, getting a job in the emergency as the manager of the emergency department at the LDS Hospital, uh, which, you know, I think everybody when I interviewed were like, oh yeah, Bo's got this in the bag. Well, I didn't. <laughs> and, I, and I went in there kind of cocky thinking I had that in the bag, and I think that's why I failed. Um, I'm like, man, these people, they've worked with me for years. They know who I am. They know I'm coming for this job. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be your savior of this Not department. <laughs> um, but Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Mic drop. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it felt there. And, and, I, and I think I had, um, I got the best, the best advice from, 
from a mentor of mine after I failed on that interview, and, and he's like, you know, don't ever um, anticipate that that you're going to succeed. Just just know you got to come in with with humility and, and but confidence, but humility, and and know that you you've got to put in the effort and the work to to get something. I'm like, you're right, and I didn't do it, and so I changed I changed my approach. Buckled down, got a little bit more further in my career, and 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 how to humble myself because I, I I took a I, I was a shared leader. That's kind of a kind of an assistant manager within the Intermountain Health System, um, but I was a shared leader in that department, and and so a new manager came in, and this guy hadn't worked for worked for Intermountain for more than two years, and was coming from a different hospital and a different emergency department, and I'm like, well, what are you going to teach me, and how are you going to? But really, I, I I said, you know what? I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to do my best to support this new leader um, and um, do my best to support the department through the transition. And, you know, I worked underneath him for another three, four years before I decided I was about ready to go, go out on my own and do another management job. But it was great three years, learned a ton from him. And so I, I would say, yeah, there's been times I failed. Uh, other times, I mean, I've dabbled in real estate and uh, <laughs> we. I bought my first... Uh, first turn and burn property uh, right as I got home from my mission in 2008. Well, I bought it high and then the market crashed. <laughs> so I got burned. <laughs> I, I turned and they got burned. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, at that point, then you, you got to re reevaluate. What are you going to do? And I'm like, okay. So I own this this uh, condo that I was going to turn around and make more money off of. And now I've lost a ton of money into it. And I'm a starving college student. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Well, I decided, hey, I'm gonna throw a renter into it and rent it for for uh, 10, 15 years. We rented it for 10, 15 years. Me and my, well, not that long, but uh, rented it for a while. Got married with, to my wife. Me and my wife moved in. It was a great little home for us um, while we were going to school. Then we moved out, bought our home in Murray, and uh, turned around and uh, rented that again for another couple of years until we moved up to Burley. And, and then by that point, Hey, we made some good money on it. But again, kind of those things that you're like, okay, I, uh, this didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. And now I've got to re reevaluate and, and change my perspective and, and say, okay, what, what am I going to do differently and how am I going to make this work? And so just being willing to adjust and, and, uh, take what life throws at you. Nice. So like yeah. bank teenage bill for all those Edgemont hours. That's right. Man, <clears throat> the Ghostbuster vacuum. I'm pretty sure I have spinal issues because of that thing. <laughs> And they looked super cool. <laughs> they were. Especially when you got to suck out the, the pencil sharpener. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you um, have you found any new passions for the last twenty years? I, I would say honestly, my one of my newest passions um, is what I'm going to be doing this weekend is is road biking. Biking. Um, I got into it uh, probably about five years ago. Um, it, I, I got into it from one of my uh, one of my employees, um, and uh, and he was he was an avid road biker. I mean, he he went around and rode like the tour tour to Utah stages, um, like either before the tour to Utah or like right after. Like he's like, I'm going to do every one of the stages, and just an avid avid road biker, um, great guy. Um, and when he found out that I lived so close to the hospital, he's like, Why are you driving? Just ride your bike, like. So good, so healthy for you. And I said, well, okay. So I get on my mountain bike <laughs> and I start riding my mountain bike into work. And man, I mean, I love mountain biking still, um, but riding a mountain bike on the road sucks. It's like that episode <laughs> of The Office when Jim <laughs> rides his bike to work and he's all sweaty. 
so I, I did that once or twice, and, and, and he saw me. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm riding my bike. You told me to ride my bike to work. It's good for me. And he's like, yeah, but not that bike. And I'm like, well, what bike am I supposed to ride? And he's like, you got to ride a road bike. I said, oh, no, that's, that's no fun. Like, those are boring. Um, and he's like, dude, you're coming out with me. And so he took me. Uh, he's like, I've got, an, I've got a... Uh, a spare spare road bike and let's just go out on a on a quick ride and so he took me on a on a quick ride we did it did it on a saturday probably put it 10 15 miles uh he killed me because man the guy could climb like nobody's business um but you know i i have to puff my way up to the top of the hills <laughs> um and uh we and and from there on i'm like dude i love this and so i went by myself a road bike and uh did it mostly for commuting purposes at first and probably while I was in Salt Lake City, it was mostly for commuting purposes. I, I just was like, I'm not going to, if I can ride my bike to work, I'm not going to drive. And then uh, when we moved up to Burley, uh, Burley has an awesome event every, every July. It's called the Spud Man. And it's a triathlon. Um, and, and so we moved up. The hospital's a big sponsor of it. And the administrator at the time, uh, Ben Smalley, he's like, hey, dude, you got to do the Spud Man with me. And I'm like, Ben. Look at me. I am not a triathlete. I am not. Like, I'm going to drown in the river. <laughs> and if I get to the bike stage, okay, I might succeed there. But I run like a Clydesdale. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to do this. And he's like, no, you got to do it. You got to do it. And so he pestered me for probably six months. Finally, on Mother's Day, I'm like, whatever, man. I'll do it with you. And so he's like, okay. So um, I, si I signed up. He, I used the, the hospital's last sponsor slot. And so I signed up and and jumped on it and um, did my first Spudman, my first year up there. Love it. It is so fun mm -hmm. um, just to be out there on the course with, with people and the camaraderie um, of the event. Like, I mean, there's there are absolutely the guys that are full-fledged triathletes that are going to kill it every single year. Yeah. Um, but most of the people are just like, you know what, I just want to come out here for the fun of it and, and enjoy the, the conversations and enjoy the... The, the sport of it and uh, and so um, I just enjoy it like I get in the river um, the nice thing about the spud man it's in the river and so you get to go with the current current and so um, you know a fat guy like me um, I, I get to go out and you know do a couple strokes Olympic style and then I flip over on my back and I backstroke it the rest of the way down <laughs> and I'm like whatever I'm gonna get there I will get there um, then I get on my bike and and I'll cruise for the for the 26 miles on the bike and then um, I get off and I run like a Clydesdale. I am so heavy-footed. I've never... I, I don't know how you do it, Gonzo. I have never learned a good stride. I just can't. I just can't do it. And so I run like a Clydesdale, but I finish, and uh, and it's super fun. And so I um, got into that. Super fun. Did it. Did it, done it now for the, for the last two years. I'm doing it again this year. But from that, it's it's uh, grown my interest in more competitive bike racing and, and larger bike races. And so now I've done a couple couple different uh, larger bike races um, I've got on the the Zions uh, the Z team so Zions Bank sponsors a, um, a team each year and uh, like for a hundred bucks you get a brand new kit which is like your you know your bibs and your jersey and yeah. stuff like that and for a hundred bucks you get that and then you get um, a couple free entries into different races and then you have discounted entries into other races that's so, awesome cool I I do it each year, and it's it's fun. It's been a it's been a blast, and so that's why I'm down here doing the doing the ride with angels. Um, 
and and from there, I've also convinced my father to do road biking, and so he's he bought himself a nice a nice new road bike uh, a couple of years ago. He enjoys it. I convinced my sister to get into it, and so she's doing the ride with angels with me, and my dad's doing it with me, and then I convinced actually my my cousin. Um, How old's your wife. dad? Uh, let's see, dad's sixty two. Okay, so yeah, so he's, he's got, got it. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's a it. young spry yeah. guy still. Um, <laughs> um, You're not hitching like no. his bike to your bike or anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he's he's still young. So so my parents my parents started having kids young, and, and they they had us all pretty pretty quick and 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 stuff. And so they're they're very they're very young grandparents. And so um, yeah, he's he's still able to get out and do that type of stuff. In yes. fact, he did the Spudman last year with me. And so the Spudman, you got, you're swimming in the river. How long is the swim? The swim in the river is about a mile and a half. Maybe maybe a mile, just maybe somewhere between a mile and a quarter and a mile and a Which half. Which is like a pretty good length yeah. uh, swim. And yeah. then 26 miles on the bike. 26 and miles how long on the bike. is the run? And then the run is six miles. All right. That's so, that's yeah. good size, like yeah. Ironman-ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a good thing. Like, I mean, I... I definitely filled the next day. Yeah. And and stuff, but yeah. So so yeah, but yeah, I convinced my my cousin also and his wife to get into it and and so yeah, they're all going to come ride with me um, That's awesome. tomorrow and so it'll be That's fun. Cool. I'm pretty sure my sister, um, she just she's probably the newest um, into well, she's always mountain biked, but into road biking, I'm pretty sure she's going to kick my trash. Uh, she she Good. Is. Yeah. yeah, you know, she'll she'll <laughs> kick she'll kick my butt. I mean, I'll definitely have her on the downhills because I've got a lot more mass behind me than she does. But she'll kick my butt on the uphills. So, yeah, that's when you got to turn the electric bike. That's on. right. That's, <laughs> what I gotta, that's when I got to have Cameron come convert my bike. And be like, what are you doing? <laughs> See ya. <laughs> that's so funny. So, uh, Bowen, do we have any beef? Ooh, beef. Honestly, no. I don't think I. I don't think I do. Well, actually. I, I don't think I, I mean hey you can be honest I'm we're ready we're ready to apologize right. especially well, Steve no I, I don't have beef with you guys oh okay um I'm sure Steve made you smell his finger or something <laughs> well I'm, I'm probably sure that's that probably happened but maybe I made Steve smell mine <laughs> um but again this goes back to back to middle school so not even high school beef this, uh-huh. is, this is middle school beef I think he's the one that gave me my uh, my my nickname. Um, in middle school, with if anybody remembers this, you might want to believe this one too. Okay. Um, but it was boner. But but I don't I, I can't remember for certain if it was Jake or not. But uh, if, if the way I remember it is uh, we were in Spanish class, um, Senor Hewlett. Uh, Classic. He used to make you write your name on the board mm-hmm. if you were being naughty. Um, I guess I was being naughty that day, so I had to write Bowen up there. And then if you were naughty again, you had to put a check mark next year, which I don't even know what, like, I don't remember what happened if you. You would have to give your pesos back to him for each check mark. I know for because. Each check, okay. So, I, like, would always run out of pesos. But you always would steal more. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's what with Brady Brown. And then I broke into had a fat stack of pesos. <laughs> but whatever. Go, go ahead. Go so ahead. so I, I, I got in trouble again, and I had to go put a, a check mark um, up on the board. But unfortunately, my, my check mark looked more like an R 
<laughs> and I'm pretty sure, like, again, Jake, if it wasn't you, I apologize for, for slurring your good name here. But um, all of a sudden, somebody from the back of the class goes, hey, it's Boner. Boner. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think at that point, Senor Hewlett lost control of the class. And uh, I... Someone says next... boner in middle school. <laughs> you can't teach a lesson that day. <laughs> and I and I got stuck with that nickname for probably all through middle school, um, and then uh, at least sophomore year. And then I think we all kind of grew up a little bit, um, and it wasn't quite as funny. But uh, but I struggled with that for 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 about the first year and a half, and then I'm like, wow. you know what? I'm just gonna own it. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, I'll, yeah. I'll own it. Solid, <laughs> good. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, pun intended. <laughs> I, I've got some beef. Oh boy! So, tell me if this is wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is right. So, we're at Don Hoover's house. Oh boy, there's a lot of things that happened to Don Hoover's yeah. house. I don't know why or how. But I feel like a bunch of us like pin you down and give you the biggest pink belly that like I ever remember anyone getting in my life. And I know I was part of this, slapping that belly. I, this happened. So I want to say I'm really sorry. Uh, <laughs> I must have blocked that from my mind. I remember um, you getting so mad because it was like so pink it got purple in some spots. That may have happened. That may, it may have. It may have. Well, I, I, I forgive you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm really sorry. I'll, I'll forgive you, Gonzo. Like this team. <laughs> I know, like, I joined in and I felt bad about it right away. <laughs> but I never said sorry. I was just well, like... I, I, honestly, I don't remember it. I, I, I don't. I, I mean, oh, it, it could have I'm, I'm sure it, I'm sure it happened, but, yeah. Do you remember so, that, Steve? Yeah. I am sorry. <laughs> yeah, you partook. <laughs> I did partook. <laughs> um, so, in high school, you have beef. This is Steve's this is kind of like you a, have beef too. A little bit. Oh boy. Oh boy. But I don't. I don't even like feel bad though. But it's more like a funny story. This is one of my favorite stories to tell. I love to moon people. Loved it. Love moon people. I think. This, I think butts are hilarious. I think it's so funny. <laughs> And I just remember this time, <laughs> I don't know who I was with, but we're driving, and we're right by that 7-Eleven on, on Tegel Lily. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we look over to the right, and like, hey, there's Bowen and his sister. <laughs> so I was like, immediately, like, no thought, like, my immediate reaction is like, oh, I've got to moon him. So I'm in the passenger seat, I just moon you guys. We drive away like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, I remember the story. I know. I remember this. I remember the next day. You were just like, dude, <laughs> my sister saw your balls. Would <laughs> <laughs> you guys would just pull our pants out a little bit too far? And just, oh, my gosh. Like, so embarrassing. Make sure, if you're going to do the moon, you got to make sure you get the right amount of pants down. <laughs> you got to keep your legs <laughs> close to <laughs> Show right there. Oh, it's like boy. so embarrassing. Is this the sister that's riding with you tomorrow? It might be. Well, uh, but you, I, I, I would have to imagine it was because 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 uh, I mean I have two older sisters, but by the time I was in high school, my my oldest sister 
I think it was probably it's the one that's just older than us. Yeah, so yeah, so she would have been a she would have been a senior when we were sophomores. Yeah, and so yeah, so yeah, tell her I can say sorry, that's dude. Very inappropriate. Yeah, well, uh, you probably scarred her, scarred her to this day. Yeah, I don't think so though. <laughs> you can pass it on tomorrow. I will pass it on you tomorrow. That on. You you apologize that, that Steve <laughs> that Steve remembers this. <laughs> I just wanted to ask if you remember when we had Lee here, if you remember that it was you and me and Lee on Valentine's Day 2004, just driving around, cruising state that night. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Yes, I do remember this. Do you know, I, I don't know how, it was just like the three of us just ended up together and we were just like cruising state. Because <laughs> we didn't have girlfriends. That's true. <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> it's like the most random thing, but I just always remember us like... Handing like we see these cute girls like hey, and I don't know if we one of us had a cell I don't know but like literally driving right by the car and handing them a piece of paper with our phone number on it and like almost causing a crash yeah. instead of just like hey just call us just call us we're new with the cell phone thing I guess well I I didn't have a cell phone I never I didn't have a cell phone until uh, I mean my first cell phone was when I got on my mission. Because uh, they didn't put landlines into apartments in New York, and so I had a cell phone. I was like, my pink. But fond, yeah, fond memories. I, I do I do remember that uh, that Valentine's night. Yeah, that brings up that. Well, actually, I don't know. You you got uh you got a fun story to close us out with. Oh, I've got, I, dude, I've got a couple. I mean, let's hit it. Let's okay. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna share share one um that that <laughs> this is this is the uh, God, Godfrey right? He was our. Um, our vice principal, right? Yeah, Kevin. coming soon on the uh, podcast Ooh, guest. Really, Anthony yeah. Godfrey. Dude, you should Anthony have like a Colin special on that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or <laughs> <laughs> call and be like, no, hey, I mean, our, our, our several attempts to get anyone to participate. <laughs> as soon as you send us a voice memo, call us. <laughs> 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 so, all right. So this this is a Godfrey story, and and honestly, like the guy was. <laughs> He was an he was an awesome he's principal. A great guy. Like he's yeah. a great guy. you know, a lot of people are like, oh, if I go to the principal's hospice, I'm gonna get in super in trouble and blah blah blah. But um, so one like it was like a Monday morning uh, after a fun weekend. Um, I was at my locker. Um, AJ was there. I think Chris was there. Um, there's a couple of us standing around, and I was we were telling a story, or I was I, I was telling a story. I think about like the weekend. And uh, Miss Johnson, the English teacher, I've never, I never had her. At, the, at this point, she comes up, and, and the the first bell had just rung, right? And our class was just right around the corner. So I'm wrapping up the story. I'm talking to talking to these talking to AJ and Chris. I know AJ and Chris were there. I can't remember who else was there. And she comes up, and she's like, "You all need to get to class." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, we'll go, we'll go." And she's kind of like. Yeah, we're going. It's right around the yeah. corner. We're good. We will make it before the tardy bell rings. And so I keep telling my story. And she's like, you need to get to class. And I said, my class is just around the corner. I'm going to finish my conversation. And then I'll go to class. Like I was like, I mean, I'm a high schooler. I'm in charge, man. And she goes, all right, young man, what's your name? And I said, Frank. And she goes, Frank what? And I said, Frank Furter. And she's like, Okay, Mr. Frank Furter, you're coming with me. 
to Godfrey's office. And I'm like, and that, like at this point, like, I mean, I had gone to the principal's office in elementary school for like a, a pissing, not a, sorry, not a pissing match. It was not a pissing match. It was a spitting contest. <laughs> a sword fight. Yeah, a sword fight. But so she, so I'm like, but this is like the first time I've gone to the principal's office as a high schooler. And I'm just like, oh man. Godfrey, he's, I'm like, I'm going to be in trouble. Like, he's going to call my parents. I'm going to be, like, I'm going to be expelled. And so he, she goes down there, and she knocks on his door, and she goes in, and she goes, I have a Mr. Frankfurter, and he is not listening, and he's, he's not going to his class, and he's being very disrespectful. And he goes, okay, how about you send him into my, into my office, <laughs> and, and I'll talk with him and, and get him to class. And so he, she brings me into the office, and uh, he goes, shut the door. Did she buy that your name was Frank Furter? Dude, she totally bought my name <laughs> Frank Furter. And so, and so he gets Godfrey goes, how she teaches English. She goes, <laughs> yeah. she goes, she goes, he goes, all right, Mr. Hot Dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your real name? <laughs> Frank Winterschnitzel Furter. <laughs> yeah. Sausage. <laughs> and so I said, it's Bowen Harris. And he goes, all right, first off, next time a teacher tells you to get to class, get to class. Second, next time somebody asks you what your real name is, because of safety reasons, please tell them. <laughs> go to class. Quit wasting my time. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I just leave it. He's like, okay. Go to class. So yeah, that was that was like my one time getting in trouble memory with Godfrey. So just barely made it out. Yeah, of there. just barely made it out of there alive. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I got like I said, I've. I've I loved getting in trouble. Doing I shouldn't say love getting in trouble, but doing things that nowadays I think kids would get in trouble for. So I got lots of stories around that. You'd probably be canceled for that Frankfurter. I would probably be canceled <laughs> for Frankfurt, like probably something around those lines. So Um Alright, so the other story yes. was um and I can't remember who was You were with walking me? with your sister. No, <laughs> I, was walking, I was walking with my sister. Was we, were, we were holding baskets and and picking flowers and all of a sudden this guy no. talking about our Sunday school lesson. <laughs> just trying to be like Jesus. <laughs> just trying to be like Jesus. No, so um um I will say the the episode that kind of hit me the hit me the hardest and it kind of I I think woke me up the most, um, is Sways. Um, yeah, yeah. That episode. was one of the earlier ones yeah. too. Yeah, right? um, but I, I mean, I, w- I was, I was listening to that one on on a bike ride, and I just kept thinking, I'm like, man, am I talking to my kids about that type of stuff? I'm like, do like, are right. they aware of this? Or like, I mean, obviously not that I want to like bombard them with that that type of no, stuff. No, but, but it's like, they gotta, I mean, you, yeah, they got to be aware, and they got to know learn what, about it from somewhere. Yeah, they got to know what the what the struggles are are if if you if you have to go through that type of stuff. And Sway's like totally. Woke me up, and so I think I'm a lot more, more open in my conversations with my boys. And it's not a once and done. No, it's you not because it's like no. with with my kids, like every few months, like it's like hey, you know, and I try to not make it like a big theatrical thing about it, but just like you know, bring it up again and have mm-hmm. like a, a short convo about yeah. it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, in fact, oh man, okay, I'm gonna just tell it. So I was driving home the other day with my with my nine year old. And um, I don't even know where he, where the conversation came from, but all of a sudden he starts talking about, um, "Hey, I know what what girls' private parts look like," and I'm like, "Oh crap! Like, oh man! What? Like, we might start having a conversation. I'm like, well, where did you see that?" And he goes, "Oh, you know, at Grandma Camp." And I'm like, "What? At gr- like, like Grandma Camp?" And he goes, "You know, 
my cousin came out and she peed in front of us. And I'm like, okay, dude. All right. Yep. Your, 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 your four-year-old cousin, yes, she ran out and peed in front of you. You don't need to be talking about girls' private parts. And I'm just like, but like, it, like I'm just like, oh, crap. We're going to have to have a conversation. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, all right. Grandma camp's not bad because my mother puts on a camp every year for, for, her, for her grandkids. And, and I was like, what are you talking about at grandma camp? Like one of your older cousins? Like what's, like my mind just went a thousand miles. Off private parts. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm just like, and I'm like, okay, well, where did you see? And he goes, oh. Well, she came running out and peed on the lawn in front of us. I'm like, all right, yep. So let's now have a conversation about that a little bit. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, Sway's totally made made me kind of wake up and be like, man, am I am I having the right conversations with my boys and mm-hmm. and, and making them aware? I mean, uh, working in the EDLDS, I mean, saw a lot of drug use um, and saw what that can do to people. And so I'm very open about that with my boys. Um, and I'm constantly worried about that, but I never, I mean, I shouldn't say I never, but I mean, I was a lot more apprehensive to talk about that type of stuff with my boys and tell Swayze. And I'm like, man, first off, I loved him. Great guy. Never won. Oh, I actually, I got a great story about Sway. Dang it. Sorry, guys. Um, Go for it. I'm, Go I'm, for I'm it. Gonna, yeah. But anyways, first you off. Came, you drove all the way from I Idaho know. just for this. <laughs> I know. Okay. But, but anyways, love Sway. Great guy. Think so highly of him. And, and you know, I never knew he was struggling with that in high school. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I just didn't. And, and I mean, I wish I did, but I, I didn't. I mean, I wish I could have helped him. Well, I mean, and nobody knew. And nobody that knew, was the, right? That was the point that yeah. he was, like, talking yeah. about, yeah. And so, um, and, uh, but anyways, it just made me think a lot more. So, um, first off, I'm going to preface this. Um, my parents are not racist, okay? They're just not. But he's uh, about to say something racist. I know, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but it's not. No, it's not really not. So, all right. So, sophomore year, right? I mean, like, growing up in like in the neighborhood I grew up with. I mean, Cameron was a good friend. Bethany was a good friend. Megan was a good friend. Uh, Debbie was a good friend. Like, I had all these kids that like my parents knew, right? And 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 they just knew them. So, you know, Bethany came to my door. Mom never thought anything of it. Cameron came out of the door and really, goodness gracious, Cameron quilted with my mother once. Um, I came home from work and Cameron's in the, my, my living room with my mom quilting. Um, so like she knew who my friends were. So Sway so, comes to your door. They call the police. No, no. no. <laughs> Take anything you want. Just don't shoot me. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> man, this is going to sound so bad. Mom, I apologize if you hear this. Um, but, but, so... So, first part of sophomore year, right? I think Sway, like Sway, had been driving at that, like he, because he came, and it was during winter time, and he wanted to go do donuts, and he had Bethany and Megan in the back of the car, yeah. and so they're like, well, well, let's go get Bo. Bo will go do donuts with us, and so Sway comes, comes. I don't have a cell phone, so I'm not like I don't know they're gonna show up at my my door at like eight thirty nine o'clock at night, and uh, and Sway knocks on the door, and at that point. Sway had facial hair. He was a big husky guy. <laughs> and and uh, Knox, and uh, he's like, hey, is, uh, is Bowen Harris here? And uh, my mom's like, yeah. And he's like, well, can I talk with him? And she's like, okay. And so she comes down, she goes, hey, there's some guy at the door for you. And I said, okay. And so I walk up, I'm like, Sway, what's up, man? Give him a high five, give him a hug, like totally embrace each other. And, and he's like, do you want to go do some donuts with us? I got Megan and, and, and Bethany in the car. And I said, I turned my mom, I'm like, can I go do donuts? And she's just like, 
yeah, yeah, you can go do donuts. And so she lets me go. And, uh, um, and, and I come back, like we go out, we were out for like an hour doing donuts and, uh, I come back and she's like, so who's that? And I said, it's, it's Sway. And she goes, well, what grade's he in? And I said, he's a sophomore. She's like, she's like, he's not a sophomore. He's a senior. And I said, no, he's, he's a sophomore. He's in my grade. Like we went to the stomp together like two weeks ago. And she's like, okay. And she goes, I'm pretty sure he's a full grown adult. And I'm like, <laughs> He's and I had like, that mustache since he was twelve. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I'm like, no, he's of my age, and and so I'm just like, and she goes, well, who was with you in the car? And I said, Bethany and Megan, and she's like, okay, and so she calls up, she calls up Bethany's mom, and she's like, hey, uh, do you know who the kids were hanging out with? And, she, and Bethany's like, yeah, it's Sway, and she's like, well, how old is he? And Bethany's mom's like, I think he's a sophomore with them, and she's just, my mom's like. Okay. <laughs> she's like, he was a full grown man. And I'm like, first off, Sway wasn't even much taller. Like, I don't think he was taller than me. No, I think yeah. I was taller than Sway. <laughs> but it was just the facial hair. It's still the facial hair. He gives that grown up energy. He's that grown up energy. <laughs> he was so mature for his age. <laughs> That's, That's too funny. funny. But, yeah. So, but no, I, I, I love the podcast. So, thanks for doing it. Um, I really encourage anybody that, uh, I mean, that can talk. Get on. I yeah. Mean, it's just fun. I'd uh, love Bethany. to talk to Bethany. Oh, uh, Megan. Man, I would love to hear from Bethany. I'd love to hear from Megan. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, no, honestly, I, I, I don't have any side hustles. No. I mean, I, like I said, I, I'll give, I'll give Berkeley Orton Construction a plug. They're fantastic yeah. guys up in, up in uh, Southern Idaho. Remodel, remodel, new construction. New construction. Um, tell, tell them Bo sent you. They'll, they'll know who you're talking about. Um, mainly because there's only 25 people in, in Burley. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> only three bows. <laughs> only three bows. Make sure you spell it the, the, the B-O way. Like you smell bad, not the French way. Um, <laughs> That's true. Good tip. Good tip, yeah. Um, but no, I don't. I, we really don't have anything. I mean, it, it, we're... Yeah. I guess... I guess my biggest plug is just, you know, love your family. Enjoy them. Have fun. It's awesome. Love it. So, Well, thank you so much for coming over. Thank you for having me. It's really yeah. good I'm, seeing you and catching up. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised we went this long. <laughs> I, I, will, I will say, I'm, I am really surprised. I was like, okay, this is going to be the shortest podcast. Um, oh, I'll cut most of this stuff out. Okay, <laughs> so, so we're talking, I get like a 15-minute show. Perfect. Yeah. That, that's all I need. I can't believe you didn't have more to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be 15 minutes. I'm gonna be like, I'm surprised we talked this long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, like so awesome to see you. But yeah, great to see you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. It was it's great. Good. It was a great conversation. Thank so, you. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you guys. So Gonzo. Yes. We just finished talking to Bowen. What are you? <laughs> What are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, you can't. You can't. I just pursing your lips, mm, shaking that mustache. <laughs> um, it was great. It's so good to see him. It it really has been like twenty years since since uh, I've seen Bowen. So it's it was really awesome. I'm glad I got off my guilt off the pink belly off my chest. I feel I feel a hundred pounds lighter. It, it's awesome to like his what I got from it was like his priorities are his family 
his boys, like being a dad, being outdoors, it's like things that are important to him now, and and it's great. And I, and he seems, I know it's been a while since we said this, but he seems happy. You know, mm-hmm. he seems uh, he seems really happy. So I, I loved it. It was great to catch up. It was great to hear his lessons, um, to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to fail. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I... I agree. I took a few notes. I'm, I'm starting to take notes because there's like, I have to make sure I say this. But I loved it because like we, we spent a ton of time together. Like He was one of my good friends in high school. I consider him a good friend. And like, yeah. he was there when I opened my mission call. Like, that was like, wow, that was really Peoria, awesome. Peoria, Illinois. Yeah. He watched me not know how to say Peoria. <laughs> you know? But I, I, it's just, when I think about high school, I think we were really lucky and maybe it was just unique that we had a pretty decent sized friend group of like, I have like a ton of really good friends and even though I haven't seen Bone for a super long time, it's like, right just, back in. just yeah. as happy to see him as just like, man, this is like, I just love being around him. And uh, the one thing I really liked when he talked about, like you said, taking the risk, like when he talked about not getting that job that he thought for sure he would get, I remember my my mission president would like... So he was like the dean of religion at BYU, like super smart guy. Yeah. And then all of us missionaries were like, man, I like, I know all these lessons and preach my gospel, whatever. Like when we would teach stuff, we would always just teach it the same way. And like, I remember his wife being like, you guys think you know everything? This guy knows way more than all of you. And he studies like crazy and prepares like crazy because he wants to do the best and he's always trying to get better. And like that always like stuck with me where it's like he... If you don't try to get better, you're going to do the same thing the same way every time. And there's no growth in that. And I love that Bowen was just like, I, I was able to now take that as a lesson to learn. And then I got to work with this guy and work under him for four years. And rather than, I know better than this guy, just take it as an opportunity to learn and to grow. Or be super bitter. Or be like, yeah. oh, it's just like, like F that I don't guy. need this. Yeah, it's like, or, or be disgruntled towards them. But mm-hmm. no, it's like. He's humbly confident, you know, it's like yeah. taking that lesson. I no, loved it. I, I yeah. loved that. And so it was just great. And I loved like, like you brought up just the dad stuff or the, the family stuff. I do think like cutting off social media would make that so much easier because it's so easy to get distracted. It's like, I'm looking at this video. It's like, oh shoot, it's been like 45 minutes. <laughs> I should get off the toilet. You know? <laughs> like, crap. My legs are asleep. <laughs> As a healthcare professional, I do not recommend you sit on the toilet for 45 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, like, eventually, like, poop starts coming out again. (laughs) Anyway, um, but no, it was great. It was great to see him. I I loved it, and I loved his, like, I look back with fondness of high school. It was a good time, and and I believe that. My memories with him were all very positive. And so, I'm happy to hear how he's doing. I'm happy that he's up in in Burley and Burley. And he's just trying to plant his roots. And he's like, no, I'm not going to leave again. I asked that question about his kids. Because it's like, us moving was super hard on my kids. Like, And finally, like, almost a year later, my my son is like, he's got a few little friends. And he has only moved like two miles. Yeah, but it was like, every. I mean, everything yeah. was completely different. And it was like super hard. And so to uproot and like not even be my family, not be by like completely new scenery... I imagine, like, I just wanted to hear, and it, like, interesting to hear. So, I'm glad he came on, I'm glad he opened up and shared with us, and I hope all those people he mentioned... Yeah, I hope he sent some letters. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> yeah. If you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email 
jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, happy Mother's Day for people out there. We don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>